0: This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. Hi, everyone. It's Lynn and Mary back for our fifth episode of Living Forever, Not an Option. So our topic today is called Living Well making every moment count. We've been talking a lot about hospice services and the benefits these services can bring to those with terminal illness and for their families, the benefit always for the families too. But today our conversation is going to be around living well. Um, It's directed at everyone, not just someone with a terminal illness. And we want to talk about how all of us, whether we have a terminal illness or not, can learn to live well every day. I'm going to start, Mary, with a quote, because, you know, I either like my testimonials or my <laughs> quotes. Um, and I think it, the, this quote kind of speaks to what we're talking about today. So it's from Joe Lewis, and it states, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Excellent. What do you think, it's Mary? It's great. I love it. Mary, I think everyone's going to have their own ideas about what living well
1: means. Uh, but what do you think? You tell me your idea about living well. Oh, there's so many pieces to it, Lynn. Um, but it is. It's very personal, isn't it? There's there's a lot of subjective things, but I think there's a lot of other things, too, that we all share in common of what living well means. I think a big thing is we're such social beings, so I think one of the major things is uh, our ability to connect with others and having a good support network. You know, I've heard this time and time again that, you know, more than death itself, what, what older adults would w- really worry about is being alone. And I just think that's not just for older adults. I think it's for people in general, just this need for connectedness. And it's not just when you say older adults, it's not just not having family, but like
0: I think of you and I, we're co-workers. Right. You know, we have our support team at work. Um, we have our neighbors. We have our golf group. Yeah. You know, or, you know, you, have, you turn pens. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. have your group of people that turn pens. So yep. It's is that the
1: type of you know like the camaraderie that the, the supports absolutely group that you're looking yes. at yes and and sometimes you're right it's you know we think that it's we always think that the person's support network is family but like you said some people it isn't family they might not have family or those not, might not be the people who provide them with the most support so like you say it could be friends neighbors. Uh, colleagues, it can be people in religious groups or civic organizations. You name it. There's different places people get. You know, I was at a senior center the other day doing a program, and these people were telling me there that that's who they're connected that to. These are their support network. You know, I was at a housing authority another day, and they were saying, you know, this these are their peeps. These are, their these peep. are the yeah these are the people that are really making a difference for them and who they turn to for the support when they've gone through. The hard times and the good times.
0: Yeah, right. And it's it's eyes and ears on them, too, because as we age, you know, you need that support system. I, I remember a story you told me. You you know, you, I know you take your mother to breakfast yep. Um, every morning. And yeah. one Saturday, you didn't go. Right. And who called you? Yes, the people from the breakfast shop. People from the restaurant oh wondering gosh. if everything was okay. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? I just think, you know, the eyes and ears of the community, if you look out for each other, you know, yeah. yeah, it's it's a benefit and, absolutely, and you've connected with those people,
1: and Definitely. that's you know
0: you're living well through you know through those people too, and Absolutely.
1: Oh, it makes a huge difference. You know, I'm going to tell you that's true community to me. You know, when people are looking out for each other in that way, so that's the, that's the nice part. So I think that's one of the hugest pieces. Uh, I think another way in terms of living well, in my eyes, is 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 trying to stay positive, positive. and it's not always easy to do. People go through trying times, Lynn, right? And oh, it's terrible and, it, times. It, and it's yeah. hard. it's hard. So trying to stay positive uh, through adversity and other things and, uh, but, but it's important. It, it's important. It sets a tone for the day. so it, that, that's important for us. Uh, the another thing is, is staying physically active.
0: Oh every so. study out there says, yeah. you know especially when you get older, yeah. not only physically active
1: but mentally active right. too. And that physical activity is going to affect brain health. So this is important. We have to make sure that we do this. You know, the scientific evidence out there now is hundred and fifty minutes a week is what I keep Ooh, hearing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> well, not adding break up my mind. <laughs> you know? Listen, it's yeah. only you know, More th- than five one thirty minutes week. Yes. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. Yeah. But this is the stuff again, you know, and obviously people have to adjust to their capability and what the doctor says they can do, but it's a good guideline to have so that people know. But it really matters in terms of people's mood and, and self-esteem and all other things, and certainly overall health. And think about it.
0: Uh, every, you know, a lot of what I read, even that exercise, think back to the community. Yes. Your community, then you can great gain a community by, you know, walking with a group, by going to the Y and, That's you know, right. partaking and, and in the pool you know with the pool group and and
1: making friends absolutely so I would think that would be another way to build a community there is there's socialization in all of this another thing is um, helping others volunteerism helping others doing things like that and part of that is uh, we get a good feeling by reaching out doing something to know we made a difference in somebody else's life that is a great thing But that also, talk about socialization, that's a part of it Mm -hmm. too, right? It pulls people out. It does get them connected with other people. But there's also, it's not just doing for others. It's, and I have the volunteers tell me all the time, they get as much out of it as they give. And so it's a mutually giving situation and receiving in terms of helping others. But it does, again, enhance that socialization. So that's a cool piece as well. Oh, sure. So you know, even doing things like um, we talked about—exercise, getting enough sleep. Oh, um, who, I know
0: who, who who gets enough <laughs> sleep. I try every <laughs> night. I'm not sure,
1: <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'm trying. I'm working at it. This, but it's important because it, it affects our overall well-being. It it does affect whether we live well or not. Well, so and you hear, I, I th- and again, I'm not I'm not clinical, but
0: um, what I read is your your body heals. Your body heals while you sleep. That's right. Um, You know, and at least your body can rest and heal, and you can wake up hopefully refreshed and able to face the day and what it has to throw at
1: you because every day throws something at you. It sure does. People think that sleep is a passive process. When the body is in total repair mode, it's working hard. Well, Well, we're getting some Zs. So this is a time that's very important, and a lot of people are not sleeping well. So, and when we're not sleeping well, it affects us in so many ways. Our immune system is affected. It opens ourselves up to illness, and we're not thinking clearly. I was going to say
0: mentally. I know when I lack sleep, you know, I might be able to do it for a day or two, but by that
1: third day, I'm feeling
0: foggy too. Yeah, definitely. Because my brain's not working at its peak too.
1: Absolutely. You really know. It really affects us. So, and, and eating well. Right. they talking about living well still in this stuff. And, you know, this takes work, right? Eating it, it. It's not as simple as it seems, is it? Actually eating healthily and eating well, it take it really does take time. It takes, it takes work, work. Right. Um, and and people bring up the other issue to that, too. If finances come into play, too. Oh, I know. Right. It, it, it can be expensive yeah. to, to
0: eat well. It's time consuming. It's, you know, especially and think about, you know, maybe you live by yourself. Who wants to cook for one person? Right. Or you're older, and it takes a lot of energy to cook. Right. So I can see where those you know, the pre-packed meals or those drive-throughs or, you know, that delivery um, just makes it easier for them, but... Is it healthy? Yeah, at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's all, And for some people, it's a lot of work. It's not something I'd rather have a root canal in every tooth of my head, Lynn, than cook a meal. Now, <laughs> we know. <yeah. laughs> so, and I like the to cook. <laughs> is, so the key is marry a good cook. Okay? That's right. <laughs> um, so you know, another thing too is uh, creating joy and satisfaction in your life. We got to set an intention for this. This is not something that just... We, I think sometimes we sit there and we expect it to come to us that, you know, kind of life is going to unfold and, you know, we're going to have this rosy path. This takes work. We have to actually set an intention and go out there and create it for ourselves. And, and like I said, this does take energy. So we've got to work at this. Sometimes people feel... Um, you know if they don't have everything they want then then life has done them wrong and i think again we it's it's about a mindset isn't it probably and what what
0: isn't life giving them are they are they looking at what really is of value or are they looking at that shiny new car that they yeah. can't afford but do they do they see their family around them do they see their friends right. do they see you know you know all the good that's around them and i think people get you know people don't quite Think properly
1: sometimes. Right. I know well, we I get you know phases in our yeah. life, right? And I, I do think, don't you think, as you get older, that priorities become um, they you reprioritize. We better reprioritize right? yeah. from my twenties <laughs> to
0: now, to I won't say how old now,
1: but <laughs> well, it's not like whoever dies with the most toys wins anymore. I now, know and you can't I, take it with you, no, right? No, there so then go. so people can really then start to look at what is really more important. And, and is it the time with people we love? Is it, you know, those precious moments or, again, having time to be healthy and, and reach out and do all of that? It, people, it's different for each person, but I do and think I, we start to look at things differently. And do differently. you think... Me, you
0: know, I know, because I have young ones, you know, I have a 19 and a 22, 23-year-old, and I think it's a lot about them, yep. you know, <laughs> a, a, for a while, you know, they, because they don't know anything else, yeah. you know, and it's, all, and it's their focus. But yep. as we get older, it's not about us no, anymore. No. We're taking care of our parents. We're taking care of our children. We yeah. Our children's friends might need help. Our coworkers might need something. So it. I don't know. I've seen my life change into
1: it's a lot more about giving, yeah. giving back than taking. Yep. And I think that does change with age. It does. I think it also changed with the person, too. I think different people approach that differently in terms of um, people who are natural givers or caregivers and how they approach that piece. Some people maybe not doing those things, but it, it really, again, has to do with who, who that person is, what are their priorities, is this something that they see as value. Mm-hmm. So that can fluctuate quite a bit.
0: So I just want to remind everybody, because we we're, we're doing a lot of talking, that the topic
1: today is living well, making every moment count. You mentioned it earlier that these are these these are subjective, right? And what it means to different people, things are things are different in terms of what it means to live well. So we're we're giving our thoughts. You asked me that's what right. it means to me, and, and and I'm just giving you some some thought. It's uh, so, but it, again, it may be different for other people, and that's important for for them to evaluate. So. I often hear the, a lot of similar threads, though, when I'm talking to people about these topics. The, even dealing with um, you know, taking care of our spirit. What does yeah. that mean? Yes. Well, to me, we do have a sense of spirit. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. I feel that um, there are times in our life when others can crush our spirit, too and take joy in it absolutely yeah. and that's absolutely a um, i believe that that um, really crushing one uh, crushing another person's spirit is criminal <laughs> actually
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well we could uh, talk yeah. about that later <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: really i it's just something that so i we have to work at that too in terms of maintaining that because not of all not all our interactions are going to be positive ones in that way so how do we hold when we have those negative interactions in life? How do we how do we keep a positive outlook? How do we keep our spirit alive? How do we not allow others to crush it? Not give them that kind of um, authority or what have you? So I think the spirit to me is is our very core. Our our. Our, our beliefs, our joys, our, you know, our in, like I said, our intentions before, that sort of thing, and and how we approach things in our life. So I, I think that we can hold on to that, and we can kind of guard that, too. So it's that will mean something different to different people, too, but that's kind of where it comes from, from my perspective. You know, and I also think in terms of living well, you know, being in healthcare care as many years as I have, getting help when you need it. So people think, oh, well, that's a weakness. Like if we have to go and get help, uh, it's actually a huge strength. Everybody, there's not a person on this planet that doesn't need support at one point or another in their life. It's a huge strength to be able to reach out. We go through different phases. We go through different scenarios in our lives, different challenges. And it's important that people feel that they're capable of doing that some people again avoid doing it because they feel like it's a weakness and I don't I yeah, think, and I this think is some huge. people
0: feel ashamed of that too Right. if they need to go for yeah. professional help yeah there's a lot of professionals out there that can help people but what if someone didn't want to go for professional help maybe they don't you know they don't have the finances they don't have the money are there those two confidants that they could go to to, you know, to have this conversation? So,
1: two things that come yeah. up when you bring this up. Yes, absolutely. We should have those confidants in our life. You know, we don't, we have different, varying levels of friendships in our life, don't we? We have those people where we, we can bear our soul to, and then others are more casual people where we might catch a movie or a meal or that sort of thing, but we wouldn't get into these more intense topics or things that are going on. There are times. I really believe that, if, depending on what we're going through, that it might require something more structured or more formal, like a, uh, either individual or group counseling, and there are ways to get that kind of support and approach that doesn't necessarily have to be um, uh, affect you financially as well, too, if people aren't able to do that. As you know, Lynn, we, we have a, a center for grief, and uh, the Bertillon Center for Grief and um, Loss, and our center actually reaches out to the community and provides support groups at no cost.
0: We do. We do a lot of that every right. single
1: year. So that's why I don't want to shy away from people getting that kind of more formal support, I have people that have been so resistant to going for this type of formal support that have then gone to the Bertillon Center, participated in it and said they really, they were so happy they did it and that they would absolutely do it again and, and that it made all the difference in the world, that it was life altering for them. So I don't want to ever have people shy away from that perspective, too. I think depending on what they're going on and th- going through in their life, that we have to have a, a varying level of support system uh, at our at our disposal.
0: And I'll tell you, I was talking to someone yesterday, and they had a family member pass on service with us, and they were saying how the spouse of this person... Um, it was a year later and they still were grieving, yep. And but he, he wasn't ready to, to go to the Bertillon Center or to get, uh, you know, to go um, to any of our groups. And I said, well, you know what, try again, because maybe you know, this past year wasn't the right time, but a I year, two years later, it might be. Absolutely, it might be the time for
1: them to go at that point. Definitely. And grief, grief is g- grief doesn't end. Grief no. is lifelong. So we'll, you know, we're going to talk about that at you know, another
0: topic. Yeah, but it, it we'll never ends. And we'll go into more
1: details. Yep. So, you know, people people are under this impression that you have this time frame. Nope. So good for that person yeah. to be able to reach out at a time when it when it suited them and it worked for them when they felt more ready to do that too.
0: Right. Okay. And they have to be ready. More about Care Dimensions. Care Dimensions provides compassionate care throughout all stages of an advancing illness. Our expansive services and expert staff honor the richness of patients' lives, addressing complex medical issues as well as emotional, spiritual, and family concerns. We treat patients with dignity and respect so they may live as fully as possible. Care Dimensions, one of the nation's first hospice programs and the region's largest, provides services in more than 95 communities in eastern Massachusetts. For more information, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or call us at 888-283-1722. some of the barriers that that causes people to not, you know, I hate to say not live well, but maybe not live life to the fullest or, you know.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that get in the way. Aren't there I'm mean, at work people. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are like maybe. one of the number one things that get in the way of us living well sometimes, right? Um finances, bills, taxes, uh-huh. other other financial stresses. Time is a huge issue. There's never, we never enough. enough.
0: We never have enough time. No. And uh, we're exhausted by the time, you know. Yes. By the time we have the time at 9 o'clock at night, we're exhausted.
1: Yes. But I'm yeah. when the day ends, I'm like wishing there were six more hours in it. True. And I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. Fast
0: paced. We're very fast paced.
1: Just too much. I think we're way too fast paced. And, and there's always too much to do. And...
0: So that hectic lifestyle, yeah, that that could be hectic, a barrier. Huge, hectic, no huge. time, yep.
1: yep. And what I guess we have to evaluate that in terms of what are we how are we doing it to ourselves? What is the reality? Cuz there is mm-hmm. some reality, right? The pressures that we have on us in terms of that being hectic, but how are we contributing to it? What are we doing maybe to right. cause it to be more hectic than maybe it has to be?
0: Right. How can we slow it down right. a little bit?
1: Yeah. I think we're always having to reevaluate or prioritize. I, think there I has like to that be word, an on reevaluate. Yeah. So
0: when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling you're not living well, yeah. reevaluate. What's got to give? Just stop. Just yeah. stop for a minute and reevaluate.
1: What What are the things that have to be done versus what really can go totally on the back burner yep. that we're just throwing on? You have a to-do list? Uh Yes, I How many I miles do. long is it? Yes, I know you, and I know you have a to-do list. How many miles long is it? It's a long
0: it? one, but I'm just too tired to get it done. I re- but you never I reevaluated, and I thought, forget the to-do list. <laughs> Things will just have to be the way uh, they are. I
1: always joke with Lynn that I, I, I don't know what size batteries that she takes, but this woman is constant motion. Constantly on so, the move. Yeah. So, and it's exhausting, right? So, But you get a lot accomplished. But you got to have some downtime too,
0: right? And I'm thinking, but am I living well? Am I taking care of myself? Right. You know, I'm doing for a lot of people. I'm running, yeah. but. Have I stopped to say, okay, let me take this two-hour time. I almost feel guilty sometimes. Like on a Saturday, if I have a few hours and I sit to watch a movie or whatever, I hear what, one of the kids come home or my husband come home, and everybody's happy, fine, that I'm sitting there, but I feel guilty.
1: Like yeah. I should be doing something. Yes. Yeah. So it's my own cuckoo head. you yeah. know that. Well, and it's hard when you're in that mindset. It's, it's again, this cognitive retraining and free framing, isn't it? We're yeah. the ones that have to change how we think about this stuff. That's true cuz no one's pushing it on no, me. It's no.
0: my own way of thinking. No, they're probably amazed <laughs> that you're sitting still. They're probably hoping yeah. I would still <laughs> sit still.
1: Do they put the mirror under yeah. your nose? <laughs> cuz I'm sure they're wondering what is going oh on here with God. Lynn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we do Our audience is hearing us laugh a lot and I you know you mentioned to me laughter is huge. Oh, you know laughter is, is a big thing
1: with living well. Don't you
0: have to you know it's a
1: laugh it's the best it's necessary and 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 people don't do enough of it you know we we hear the saying that laughter is the best medicine it's not just a saying it's the truth there's a uh, I read a, a statistic that children laugh over 400 times a day
0: how wonderful yes
1: the average child the average adult lasts less than 10 Oh, my God. Yeah, there's something wrong with us. <laughs> there
0: is definitely something wrong. And they we, need to start a podcast with us because exactly. they'll do some laughing.
1: <laughs> and what what we know about it is there are scientific benefits to laughing, right? That it, it brings vitality. It boosts, boosts the immune system. We're shooting out those endorphins. It's natural mood elevators. Why aren't we doing more of this? I don't know. It, it's, it I, does amazing things for us, and we need to do more of it. I, I'm I'm in. Yes. I'm in. You yeah, know,
0: our team at work at Care Dimensions, we do a lot of laughing, and, sure and, do. and people always say your department's so much fun. And we work we work really hard, but we know how to have fun
1: together yeah. too. And I yeah. think
0: that's what's kept the team together for a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely, we enjoy each other and we
1: enjoy each other's company. But we all know we work just you know we work very hard too. Definitely. See, there's that camaraderie, that connectedness again that we were talking about earlier. That's the stuff that brings you back, you know, that brings you back to work and and that you look forward to going. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's true. Of course, I have another quote. I read somewhere about five rules of happiness. Yeah. And I just want to bring it up to our listeners. So um, number one was free your heart from hatred.
1: Nice. Very
0: nice. I know. It's hard to, you know, but I've gotten better as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I used to hold that grudge. I used to, you know. Say, oh, that person did me wrong, and I, you know, I hope something bad happens to them. <laughs> Terrible. Now I go, oh my god. But now it's like, you know what? Oh, who cares? You yeah. know, and, and you, you, can't wish. You know, you. I wish everybody well. You know what's um, funny
1: about that, though. So here you are holding that grudge. You're yeah. all wrong inside, right? It's taken yeah. a huge effect on you, and they're out. They doing the ball and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, laughing and you're living not well. Even thinking about it, yeah, they're living well while you're <laughs> well, sitting there, doing, right? <laughs> stewing, yes, stewing yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: So that was free your heart from hatred, free your mind from worries. That one's not as easy, you know, because we have a lot of worries, especially you know when you're taking care of a lot of people. Yeah. But if you can, yep. But
1: it's intention again, right? We have to set an intention. Mm-hmm. How much focus nowadays is or comes around mindfulness? Every, every, yeah, it's everywhere. There, there's real proof and showing that this is, this is healing, and this is critical in terms of our overall health. I think people need to, they really need to practice this more. There's some wonderful stuff out there that people can access this, and some because of people not understanding things, they run from what they don't understand. They, you know, let's try it. Give it a shot. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is.
0: And I know some people that that practice it, and they do it right from their home. They yes. have YouTube videos with meditation Absolutely. on it, um, programs on it, so you can easily access
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
0: So the third one is live simply.
1: Yeah. How
0: many people do not live simply? I know. They rack up credit card debt, yeah. and they're running, and they're trying to outdo their neighbors or their family members, and they're trying to have the biggest
1: and the best. House poor, gotta have five cars in the yard. You know, it just just, goes on and on. And the
0: stress from all that.
1: Yeah. Um, Give more.
0: Yep. Give more and expect less.
1: Yeah. Those are the last two. Did I tell you? So I went through the drive through at Dunkin' Donuts the other day and the person ahead of me paid for (gasps) my coffee. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. I have to tell you, talk about a random act of kindness. It was, I really made my day. Now,
0: Oh, I'm going to. It
1: it really is. It's kind of neat that somebody would do that. And it's just a simple act that makes such a huge difference. And for that person, I bet it may, you know, again, they obviously did it for a reason in terms of, you know, they're wanting to do something good. But we could do these things. But we just don't get yeah, what What's it called? Pay it forward. Pay it forward, yeah. yeah I
0: remember watching a movie, I, it was so long ago, but the, the, the whole theme was around paying it forward. That's right. Someone does a good deed to you, you do a good deed back. Yep. Uh, but you notice in that list, nowhere does it mention money. Yeah. You know, I always, you know, you always hear people think money's going to bring them to happiness. Right. You know, I need the new cars, I need the bigger house, I need the bigger boat, I need the vacations. But look at this. Yeah. If you look at the, the, you know, for the quote that we just read, nowhere is money in yeah. that, and money can't buy you health either. No, nope. You can have all the money in the world, and you can still get sick. Absolutely. So, absolutely, I can see why that's not on the, you know, in the happiness pile. Exactly. Which is good. The other thing I wanted to bring up because I love George Carlin, and yeah. he has kind of a view on living and aging and staying young. And I was reading about it. And I know you probably know some of these, but he was awesome. He says, throw out the non-essential numbers, age, weight, et cetera. I love it. So, okay, <laughs> so that, you know, when we're always saying, I got to go on that diet, I have to lose those 10 pounds, oh, I'm getting old. Forget <laughs> it. No, we're just getting better. Right, That's Mary? right. Absolutely. Um, keep only cheerful friends. Okay, I got to ri- get rid of Mary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she's not my cheerful one. Oh. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> but surround yourself by cheerful people. Yeah. What's better than that? Yeah. Keep learning. Do you know I'm going to tell our listeners that you and I are both looking at and we're we're still not giving away our age, guys, but we're up there. We're going back to get our master's. I'm going back to get you my master's. Be up there. I know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary's thinking about going back to get her doctorate at this That's point. That's right. So keep learning. It doesn't Absolutely. mean school learning. I learn something new every day at work. I've been there at Kia Dimensions for almost seven years. I can learn something new every day,
1: which I is do great. Know Lynn, I have a 94-year-old nurse that comes to many of my programs, and she has kept up her nursing uh, her license. That's she has ninety-four. Yeah, that is awesome. Lifelong learning.
0: Yep. Um, he says also enjoy the simple things, which we've already touched on. Laugh often, long and hard. Yeah, Again, it is. this is this is. It all kind of comes back to what we're talking about. Not what
1: you expect to hear from George Collin, right? I know. I love oh it. Oh my
0: God! Surround yourself with um with what you love, and cherish your health. Yeah, oh, we, better than anyone, cherish your yeah. health, guys. Don't take guilt trips. All right, that's a little hard because I'm every once in a while we take guilt a guilt trip. Guilt self
1: induced. I know. Right? We got to recognize it. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. Um, and the tell don't the start p- singing "Let It Go" to me either. She does it every time I say "Let oh, It Go." Oh, now that you got it going, I know <laughs> it's in my head. You don't want to hear her <laughs> sing, people. You just don't.
0: No, I think I'm fabulous. The rest <laughs> of my family kind of cringes when I sing. Um, and I like this one: tell the people you love that you love them at every moment okay so my family and I we're not great at doing the l word I can't even say it on the air we're not gonna do it and Mary's family can't oh, get enough that's of it. right so Mary's trying to teach me it's right
1: we send <laughs> we, we do love messages for each other all we oh, call we call God. everything a love message even if we just like go and pick something up for somebody it matters it and you know we always go back on this debate don't they and, and people do they think you know these people they're supposed to they know they know that we're it's hearing the words. There's something therapeutic about hearing the words and and just saying them too. So it's very effective. So I'm gonna get you to do this. You're gonna get me. I'm gonna do And get I'm also to gonna bring it. up I'm adding one to George Collins. Go ahead. I'm gonna
0: say, give hugs every day. <laughs> and I'll tell them why I'm saying this. Mary Crow. Is the most hugged person <laughs> in all of
1: Massachusetts, and I love it.
0: People love to hug me and, and I love to hug them I back. I know, and she's the best they, hugger too. And people hug her. wonderful and wonderful it, people. And people
1: get joy from hugging you, and you get joy from I them do. hugging you back. And I'm grateful to people that they're th- for their kindness and their that's what their, it their, is. Their con- and really, that that matter to them. You know, somebody right. came up to me after a program recently and said, I just have to hug you. Is it all right? I said, it's more than all right. Yes. Okay. Thank and you so much. And th- think, of, think of living well. You brought joy to that person.
0: You brought support to that person. Whatever the topic was, they they felt it so deeply that they had to come Give you a hug. Th- that was like a thank you for bringing that knowledge or that, yeah. you know, whatever it brought to
1: them. Yeah. They're well, giving you a hug. Well, it was mutually, mutually reciprocal.
0: Oh, now. sure, you and know, that, it's and a reciprocal right, and that's thing bad, because
1: yeah. I'll tell you, I got, I got as much out of it as, as I hope that they did too. Yeah. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. I always have to do this. Um, you
0: know, I, we're talking about living well, and I know, Mary, we're talking about everybody, but uh, where we, where we come from—that hospice background and that palliative care and hospice background with care dimensions. What can you tell, you know, someone with that's, you know, maybe just got diagnosed with a terminal illness or has had a terminal illness for a while and really is kind of thinking about their life? What does living well mean to them compared to what living well
1: means to a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old? Yeah. Any, any difference there? or? Well, and and you know, Lynn, from, from the work we do, those 20- and 30- and 40-year-olds get diagnosed too. And we have people on service oh, sure. from... A breath old to I think our oldest patient that we ever had was 110. Um, it, it so it, it, it you know advanced illness is not a respecter of age, but I'll it, it just matters. I think the hope is, and I'm glad we did this piece today because the hope is always that people live well right throughout, from the their, start, lives, throughout right? their lives. Throughout their lives, certainly when people are faced with an advanced illness, boy, does it, it, it does change things. We live in our assumed world that things are going to go well, you know, things aren't going to come up like this, and then boom, then all of a sudden, in an instant, life as we knew it is over or different, not over, but different, different. People really do. Then they start to reevaluate. It's a shame sometimes that it takes that to get to that point, but sometimes it does for us, right, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, that 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 awareness or what have you because of living not not having an awareness of these things. you know it's I, I I read this wonderful article by William Bartholomew, and this this was a doctor who wrote about living in the light of death. And if anybody has a chance to ever read this, it is so powerful. And what he talked about was he was he was actually diagnosed with cancer and it, it, and it was a terminal cancer and he talked about this diagnosis and actually being a gift. Now one would look wow. at that and think, Yikes, what is that about, right? And and what he was saying is that by he actually from this and being diagnosed with this terminal illness, he actually slowed down. He was able to pay to really be with the people that he loved and do the things that he loved. He was working all the time it, it really kind of stopped him in his tracks to really to reevaluate, prioritize what was really most meaningful for him. And he referred to this disease as a gift because it allowed him to live fully for whatever time he had left. You're not hearing that all the time from people. And and my hope is that obviously we don't want to wait till we are, are diagnosed with a terminal illness, but we it certainly does make us aware that how important it is to live in the moment how important it is to do the things that we've talked about in today's show um, about caring for people and letting them know that we love them and and following our passions and doing all of those things and i think it just heightens that when when you have somebody with an advanced illness and certainly it impacts not just that individual but the family as well
0: right and of course I found another quote, Mary. There you go. Good. Because I love this one, I and I think that's stre- your, what you're saying <laughs> streamlines, streamlines right into this quote. It's by Pope Paul VI, and he said, Somebody should tell us right at the start of our lives that we are dying. Then we might live life to the limit every minute of every day. He says, Do it, I say. Whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows. Nice, isn't that nice? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I liked it. Um, just thought it kind of went with the, you know, what sure we were talking does. about. Any other suggestions, Mary? You want to share with our audience on how to live well? You know, make every matter um, count. Anything that you want to add?
1: You know, begin. Just a few other things. It, take some time for yourself each day. You know, you use meditation and other things to be reflective. Do the mindfulness we talked about. Do things that move you closer to your dreams and your goals begin your day with a sense of gratitude we get up and say we're gonna have a lousy day yeah we're yeah, destined that's right it's gonna be you know so we gotta we got to be able to implement this this action plan find goodness in in other people. We're so quick to like pick people apart and to do, talk about all the things that are aggravating about them but even the sometimes when people are acting in an aggravating way, if we understand what drives them to behave a certain way, we can access our compassion as opposed to our frustration. So I think we can find the goodness. Have hobbies. Live in the present. Have people to love. Those sort of things. And and give back. You know, I, I think all of those things combined just just really enhances this living well that we're talking about. And I
0: know you, you gave quite a list there,
1: but even if, even if people
0: start with one. Oh, yeah. Just start with one at a time. Try it. Enjoy it. And
1: see what it, see what it, the impact it has on your life. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is easy, Lynn. I don't oh, want to no. minimize this and say no, this you know, it's just, but it. I keep saying set an intention. This is it. It it does take energy. It takes work. But what is what are the dividends it pays? Right, that's what you want to look at, Mary. So, are there
0: any great books or resources for our audience that they could pick up and read that might help them with this living
1: well? Yeah, there are so many, Lynn. Ira Byock, as you know, is just, oh, one of oh my goodness, I, he's one of my, my very favorites, uh, he wrote The Four Things That Matter Most, he's written so many things, but The Four Things That Matter Most, and that's Ira Byock, by the way, just fabulous, uh, Living a Life That Matters by Harold Kushner is another, The Healing Power of Humor by Alan Klein, Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, Healing Conversations, What to Say When You Don't Know What to Say by Nance Gilmartin. And, you know, just visit our website because we we always have a lot of resources on there, but there are so many wonderful books and resources that can help people in this process of living well.
0: And our our website is caredimensions.org. I want to thank everybody again for joining Living Forever, Not an Option. We'd love for you to join us next time as we discuss concepts of grief and loss. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at And of course, you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.